Elijah Mountjoy. Welcome to the show. How are you, mate? Hello. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for having me, Dan. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. Now, I don't want to bring up your name because I bet every interviewer does. I want to ask how many times does it actually get brought up in your everyday life? Oh, all the time. <laughs> it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one, you know. Just looking at it, if you, if you try to um, use a codec and decode it phonetically, you're already screwed. You're, you know, <laughs> if you try and use uh, your 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 understanding of the Talmud and uh, ancient Hebrew, you're you're still screwed because it's a different um, <laughs> it's a different pronunciation. Still, I've got a funny uh, like uh, running joke with a friend <clears throat> whose name is Elias. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we, we've worked together a couple of times now and whenever we do, he'll be directing me <laughs> and the joke is always, you know, we both understand how easy it is to get the other's name wrong. And so we'll kind of go out of our way to make sure we get it wrong, just to make sure that we feel at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, um, you got it right, right off the bat, man. And that's, that's like one out of 20, one out of 20, I'd say. So, um, well, one out of 20 people you meet will get it right. Yes, the first time. What do you usually get, Elijah? <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a common one. Yeah. Uh, Eli, that's a very oh, common yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ilya, <laughs> people aren't, people aren't sure, exactly sure what to do with it. So, <laughs> I, lots of times it's just if they say, if they say my name, I'll, I'll just nod. I, I know that I know who they're talking to. I don't have to be like, oh, just so you know, <laughs> my name is pronounced. You know, I don't have to get all stuffy with it. It's, but if we if we if we become friends or we have more conversations, then eventually they'll go. So, uh, how do you say your name? And I'll you know, just say it's Elia. It's do you Elia. have a middle name, by the way? My middle name is Matthew. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little more simple, a little more straightforward. Yeah. But I love the name Mountjoy. Is there any story to that at all? Yeah, man. Um, it's actually a royal name. Oh, uh, really? Okay. That's, that's right. It has, <laughs> it has a whole coat of arms and everything. It originated from the Normans in, in France, from oh. that region at that time. And then they were um, basically excommunicated for religious reasons. And, they, and many of them went to Ireland and Scotland and kind of... Um, the British Isles, but really mostly Scotland and some Ireland. In fact, if you ask somebody from Ireland what, how they associate my last name, Mountjoy, here in the States, it's akin to uh, Alcatraz. Ah. It's the most famous uh, penitentiary uh, on the island. <laughs> right. So, um, it, you know, like it would be the equivalent of my last name being Alcatraz if, if I lived in Ireland. So... Me and my brothers made a pilgrimage a couple years ago to Ireland, and we were, you know, we wanted to go to Mount Joy Square, um, it just and just try and absorb some of the of our of our history and lore and uh, go to the motherland. And everybody was like, "Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to be associated with that, you know. Nobody wants, to, unless you want to go to the penitentiary, and nobody wants to do that. You should just help yourself to a pentagonus." And, and they would say things in, in a way that was really difficult for us to understand. But as a, a voice actor, I was really um, privy to 
listening to how they mm. would say things. And I think there's such a wonderful heritage from Ireland and, and Scotland. <clears throat> Turns out a lot of a lot of my ancestry then did come through Scotland and that and did that whole you know by way of that Scotland. So my aunt who recently passed away, God rest her soul. I was visiting my uncle. She really did a lot of deep diving into our um, our history and lineage. Because mm. God knows nobody else in the in the family would do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually have, I brought them back with me. I have all of her um, research and oh, wow. over here. Um, she did a tremendous amount of just genealogy and, and um, digging into. She went... And this started before, you know, Ancestry.com and... Um, yeah, those companies, it? yeah. Yeah, um, that's a long-winded answer to say. That's, that's where my name came from. Strangely enough, I've never met another Mount Joy. Ever? That I'm not to. No. Wow. I was in the doctor's office just a few days ago trying to get over the, this, the cough thing that has just been sticking around. And the nurse was like, do you ever go by Mont Joy? And I'm like, you mean like leave out the U? Because my name is spelled <laughs> Mount Everest, don't you? Mount Joy. And like, no. Uh, like, I went to a high school with somebody named Montjoy, and I was like, I've never heard, I've never heard that. Mm. Um, but I've never met somebody. I've never met somebody who I wasn't related to. So it's it's funny you say that because I've never met another Dan or another <laughs> Alan. <laughs> I I know that's not true. <laughs> uh, no, I've met about a hundred. So what was it like? growing up and and i heard you say that you moved to school to school to school what's what does yeah. that do to you as a kid it was rough it was really rough i was always the new kid and you know um children are as children are they're they're anything that's different they're coming after you they're, you know and mm. i'm tall i'm taller than um the, the average person so that right there you know that's i just you just need one thing it was tough. It was like every year or two, we'd move. So through elementary, middle school, and then even moved one time through in high school, but I managed to continue to go to the same high school. We were always moving. Mm. And uh, so while that was tough, though, it did force me to forge a better understanding of who I was. Because, you know, when you, you strip away culture, your friends, your belief systems, whatever, whatever, you know, scaffolding you've got around you that keep you propped up. This is who you are. This is how you engage with the world. When you take that away, you go, who are you? So I was young enough that um, I didn't really know that that's what was happening, but that's essentially what was happening. I had to kind of re-envision, redevelop, re-galvanize who I was. And, and you're different, you're different people you're kind of a different person to different people under different circumstances. They bring out different sides of you. But in the kernel, you're you. And um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things I came away with having moved around so much as a kid. Um, and it did, and it did develop a wanderlust. Like I was saying, we went to Ireland and I've uh, visited a bunch of other places with my brothers where we just, we'd go to Spain or we'd go to France or we'd go to, you close with your brothers? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, my brothers are, are really important to me. And um, 
we uh, we grew up pretty tight. Um, Are they in the business? No, no. I've got three brothers, and they all think I'm crazy for for being in <laughs> <laughs> in this industry. And uh, they're kind of right, you know. But um, they they keep they keep my head on straight. You know, one of them works in an NGO in Africa, building hospitals wow. for poor and marginalized people there. Um, That's fantastic. Another one, he's got his own IT business and rents out um, a bunch of property he still has and very cerebrally motivated. And uh, then another brother that works in finance. And Diverse remember, portfolio of a family. Yeah, man. <laughs> so there's, they, you know, this is another thing about the Irish. Uh, you know, they won't let you disappear up your own arse. You know, that <laughs> even if you're really successful, they keep you grounded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you know you can't don't get too overinflated there, buddy. You know you're you're still one of us. <laughs> Do you have to have a keep, put yourself in check when you're landing these big roles in cyberpunk and these big franchises? I mean, I, yeah, kind of. I, I definitely have to pinch myself because it's just ah oh, man, I'm such a I was such a huge fan just a video gaming. I grew up, I grew up with my brothers doing this. We played my uncle. Um, he had an old Atari that he gave us when we moved to Canada. It was old and stuff, but we weren't allowed to have those things, <laughs> but somehow it happened that we got it. So we played, we started there and then, um, you know, um, Max came out and we'd play snakes, you know, you know, on a, on a keyboard, which we, we loved it. And then, and then Nintendo came out and, and, you know, everything from that point. So we, we've been gaming uh, essentially our whole lives. So I love it. Also, I love the world of cyberpunk. You're a Blade Runner fan like me, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a, what You're a Blade Runner fan. Oh, oh yeah. Mate, those films are extraordinary. Oh, man. Oh. They're my favorite films. Number one. They're the top of the list. I was introduced to them. I was exposed to them very young, like 13. Wow. Way too, way too, way too much for me to really understand what's going yeah. on. But I, but when I saw it, I was like, this is amazing. I mean, even like your, you know, your, um, your Dan Allen. Light, yeah. Like light behind. It's yeah. got that kind of neon. Um, neon feeling, yeah. Yeah, I just, it was with, you know, juxtaposed with the dark and the rainy and the gritty. <clears throat> it was just it, it, aesthetically, immediately I was, I was in, I was in. Um, so yeah, man, I, we're, we're, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to be here for hours, I can tell. Yeah, this is, this is going to take a while. <laughs> but, but to answer your question, um, I loved video games. I already loved the realm of, you know, cyberpunk, uh, neo-noir cyberpunk kind of thing. And so, and I had, I had actually just, when the game came out, um, originally, I had some friends that were in it. And, um, so it was on my radar and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this, this game, this game looks amazing. So eventually because I've got such a laundry list of uh, games to get to. Eventually I got to it and I just loved, I was, it was everything and more than I was, that I was hoping it to be. Cause I had played a bunch of 
of the Blade Runner games and just that, just that kind of cyberpunk realm. And this was so much more engaged, so much more, such a re- realized world in totality. It was, oh. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got into the first section, you know, you walk in, you don't know, you know what you got. And the director was like, okay, so um, we're going to tell you what you're here for. It's, um, it's the DLC of, of cyberpunk. And I, uh, I just about shat my pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was already playing it. I was already in the world. I've just pictured I, that. Yeah, I mean, just like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I had yeah. to, like, I'd be like, I think I actually did let out, let out like a, yeah, you know, or so, <laughs> I, I had, to, had to release some kind of energy. That's great, man. And then be like, okay, okay, let's. let's then the realization it. kicks in. Oh shit! Don't stuff this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the 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 lucky thing for me was the character that I ended up playing, Kurt Hansen, was so in my wheelhouse that because they'll play they'll play back um you know i had to give in a couple of takes and they'll play back your audition and go uh that we want to go more for this one more like this yeah Yeah. and i was like right from the get-go i just i felt like i know exactly what i'm going to do with this i know and even if i don't the director's going to tell me and i'm going to be able to do it i i and that's not always the case you know (laughs) lots of times you're you're like you're trying to find the character. You're trying to ground yourself in the world. But I felt um, so right at home immediately with with Kurt Hansen that it was just the it was the coolest thing. So I had to, had to pinch myself and be like, "Holy shit, this is happening! This is happening! Um, there's going to be a lot of sessions. I, I just need to make sure I stay healthy and and like and in the pocket. Which for that period of time, I did. Thank God it wasn't the last two months. Um." But it was just such a joy, man. It was such a it was such a dream come true. It was perfect timing, and it was it was it was the it was really the the one that I wanted. It was the one. It was the it was the franchise I wanted to be part of, and uh, and I, I I maybe I accidentally manifested it by just playing the game and really immersing myself in it. And um... did you ever picture yourself in the world as a character when you played it? When I was playing the game, yeah, oh, totally. I mean, that's the beautiful thing of it. Like you, because of the you know choose your own adventure st- structure, y- you literally are V. Mm-hmm. You literally are making the decisions. You literally are choosing who to talk to and what to say and where you're going. And it's the ultimate. It's like it's like the ultimate expression of video gaming, mm-hmm. where you you get to be like a, you know um what's his name in um the never ending story says you know you get to become captain nemo <laughs> you you become the character and um yeah yes yeah, so I, I that's that was the coolest part for me you know being able to just drive around night city go go where drive around walk over there talk to this person <laughs> you know it's it's amazing. It's amazing how much um, effort and time and energy in realizing the world would have to go into 
creating that to where you could just get out of your car and let me go talk to this NPC over here and have a little conversation. That's crazy. That's insane. That's insane. You know, I think you did a tremendous job. And one of the things that stood out for me was that he was one of the most intimidating guys I've ever seen in a game. From the moment you see him, you are intimidated. I don't want to mm. mess with this guy. Is that something that you were conscious of bringing to the role? Hmm. One of the, you know, the first two or three sessions, you know, everybody was on the line. <clears throat> oh, um, okay. The director, uh, Pierce O'Toole. Legend. Amazing. Amazing. I'll talk a lot more about, I'll sing his praises all throughout this interview. Fantastic director. Jared Dye, the, one of the writers. Oh, wow. Um, a gentleman by the name of Boris. I, I never got his last name, but I believe he was the lead writer. And he was there for the first couple, two, three sessions, basically establishing the character. And him, this is, this is where it's just amazing. Uh, this is what I love about the, the, um, the game developer industry where you, you can talk to the person that wrote that character. Where, where else can you go to do that? Um, and then get, and then get, you know, the kind of filled out perspectives of another writer, the director who has seeped himself in the world, you know, um, <clears throat> It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they were talking a lot about, um, Kurt has got a, he's a junk, he's a junkyard dog. They're like, uh, yeah. he's a junkyard dog. He's got that growl, you know, yeah. he, they, they want that like, but there's also times like, but he's, but he's also, he can be diplomatic. He's moving out of kind of trying to be this arms dealer. That's just might makes right. And, um, interface with higher profile characters in order to get what he wants and so <clears throat> there was that dichotomy of they're like you're going to be a junkyard dog but they're but you're also going to have to you're going to have to make people comfortable you're going to have to you know but always give them that caveat you know like don't ever make them completely com comfortable you want them to know that if they fuck up it's on them and and the and the and the hurt's coming, <laughs> no. And I was like, I loved that, man. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Because that gave, gave me kind of um, some roadway to to play and have fun, and um, I really really enjoyed that that aspect of Kurt. Well, that reminds me of that amazing scene, the the roulette scene, and you know you're trying to play it stealthy, and then you come in, and I was just that whole scene was fantastic. Mm. The, there would be scenes like that where um, Pierce, the director, would paint this intricate picture of what's happening. And, and, he, and he's got to lay it out in a way. He's got to unfurl this tapestry to go, this is what's happening, but it can go this way, it could go this way, and it could go this way. So you got to get it straight in your head so that you know, if you answer wrong, you're going to get a different reaction out of Kurt. So we'd have to, he'd, he'd roll it out in a very specific way so that you could play out the scene this way. Okay, now we got to come back to 
the beginning. Get back into that head headspace, you know, where you're, you know, you're welcome and it, we're just talking, right? We're just talking. Mm. And then they answer a different way. And you, and then there would be the, the, um, the nuance saying something in a certain way that allows the player character to really consider, oh, I've got to read this person. I actually have to read this. I have to read the room. Is he saying what I think he's saying? Because if I answer this wrong, shit's going to go bad. Mm. And so having Pierce be able to kind of go, I, make it more uncertain for them and, and add that layer of intimidation in. Because so he did you, say that. Oh, yeah. That, uh, was, that yeah. was a deliberate thing. Yeah. Um, and, and he was, he's got such a careful mind, you know, to be able to... Um, ask that of an actor um, without telling him how to do it. You know, that's a, that's a really fun director to work with. Cause you don't um, want to be, you don't want the director to say, can you do that just a bit more sad or you do this a bit more happy or you, you want a bit more, you want yeah. a specific direction. Is that what you mean? Or you don't want a director to be like, do it like this. Hmm. Come up at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be like, here's here's what's happening, and I want you to land. I want you to make them feel like they like they better not fuck this up. Yeah. No, no, but you're still playing. Like, hey, everything's cool, right? You're cool, but but if you said that you you were there with this person, I thought that they you weren't there with that person. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's what makes the acting process fun. You get to live that moment, and uh, and it's genuine and it's real, and um, and that's what made it such a pleasure to to do because that's why that's why you get into it as an actor to to live a moment and really try and connect with another character and and realize an objective, realize you know, really actualize what you're saying to them. Um, man, that's just. That's why you get into this. That's why you put up with all the bullshit. That's why you do all the, all the stupid things <laughs> for that, for, to do that. That moment. Yeah, those yeah. moments. Yeah. I love the boss fight too. I didn't even know there was a boss fight because the first playthrough, I think you got killed by Alex. She slashed mm. you and it was a horrible death. R.I.P. <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> yes. But then the next one, there's this incredible boss fight. And, you know, there's this saying, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, which Kurt didn't yeah. abide by those rules. No. Uh, <laughs> but there's this amazing music in the background. And, I mean, watching that back, you must be thinking, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I thought back. <laughs> that's what that. I felt when playing it. Honestly. This is awesome. You know, yeah. like that, that final scene, you know, um, you know, there was different microphones used to record this. I was going to um, say, because there was a lot of efforts in that fight. A lot of, you really yeah. went for it. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they were like, they were like, really go for it. Go <laughs> for it. You know? And I was like, this is the, this is the role of a lifetime for me. I'm, you're damn right. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. And I, and this, it's something that I personally like doing. I like efforts. Um, I get brought into a lot of projects to do that kind of, um, 
loud screaming attacking yeah. uh, kind of um, efforts they're called <clears throat> you but, enjoy um, it yeah I, I like it I do it's hard on the voice but there's you know there's techniques and ways that you can kind of use to mitigate that while still getting the the intent across yep but with uh, with that final that final scene the, the junkyard the dog is out of the cage now it's mm. it's um, it's time to it's balls to the walls and um, I have been attacked by a dog actually you have pit bull and Shit. it was gnarly it was gnarly that dog chewed me up before I finally you're kidding <clears throat> this is when I was I was working as um jesus i've never told this story before i was working as a um property manager what um like the last year i lived in colorado and i was supposed to go into this uh, apartment and um fix this tenant's um uh, water heater was broken so i walked in <clears throat> the um the tenant wasn't there but his little like 18 year old girlfriend was so she let me in and okay and i I opened the door to the the um, water boiler, and that's where she put the dog to hide him from from you. Me. Yeah. So, and he surprised. was surprised. He, he was he was he. I think at that point he was as surprised as I was. You know, mm. he, he was big. He was massive. Dude, that's he was traumatic, boy. It was very traumatic. His name was Brutus. He had a spiked collar on. It's like, seriously, his head was the size of a pumpkin, you know? And it was right at my crotch level. He came out, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> huge dog, huge. And I was like, inside, I'm like, relax, bro. You need to relax because that dog is going to know. He's going to know that you're afraid and you're all ramped up. So I'm like, oh, hey, buddy, hey. It's okay. It's okay. But inside, I'm like, like fireworks are going off. And uh, he starts growling, you know, that real low. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. I had taken off my little tool belt, which would have had a, a, like a screwdriver, any kind, any something. So I'm looking at like the countertops, like, is there. If this goes bad, which I'm starting to feel, this is all within like 10 seconds, you know? That's quick moving, yeah. I'm, but it felt like forever because I'm just like, I'm ramped up. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking, I'm like looking. And as, as soon as I kind of turn my head a little bit to look for that, he comes up and, and goes for the jugular, literally. And I have to like turn and hit him with my elbow. And, and then I realized, holy shit, he's coming. This dog's coming after me now. And this is a big dog. So I turned to get onto this countertop. It's like an island countertop. I get on and this dog bites my ass so hard. Oh, <laughs> like fuck. it is on. I mean, his, his fangs penetrated all layers of my muscle and when I, he bit me so sorry hard. i have to laugh <laughs> sorry man I mean, it's funny now it's funny oh, we have to laugh or we'll cry ass. won't we that's oh. it, 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 
time I wasn't, I was unable to laugh. Now, now it just makes for a good story. You know, so he bites my ass so hard that I just, my, my primal brain goes, it's on, it's on right now it's happening. So I like hit him from the side. I hit his, like his muzzle and he. Where's the owner, by the way? The guy is not there, but the girl is standing there going, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Oh my God. She's freaking out, but she's just standing. She doesn't know what to do. She's and she can't do anything. And this is, you know, this is 15 seconds now into it. So it's just happening. happening. So the dog has now got my leg and I'm like lifting it off. Oh God. And he's not, and this is a pit bull. It is, it is latched on to my, my leg. And he's, I can, I can feel him tearing the fascia and like, it's, it was the most, it's one of the most painful things I've ever been through. And I've been through some, some big accidents getting bit by a dog like that. And he's, he's pulling, he's trying to pull me down, you know? (laughs) So I at that moment. I realized like this dog is not letting you go. You have nothing, no weapons, except your fist right now. Put this dog down. And I was hitting the dog, first in the the muzzle. Then I realized I'm burying its teeth deeper into my leg. And then I start hitting him in between the eyes. And it took maybe like 15 punches with everything I had before it basically blacked out for five seconds it just like went it like fell off of me and i was like uh, blood and shreds this dog had torn me up wow i had to jump for this ledge it was like a it was a loft is what it was i jumped grabbed the railing oh thank god that railing held because if the railing broke, I would have fallen down and um, that dog would have had its way with me. Oh my God. But I got up there, I just was laying in the loft, just like, it was so much pain. And, the, and, and that dog was like, rah, rah, down, you know, trying to, trying to get at me. But I'm out of the picture for 30 seconds, just laying there, just bleeding in shreds. Oh <laughs> and she, she puts the dog away and I like come down and my things are just torn and ripped and paper is everywhere. And I had to like, I call the, I'm in total shock. I'm in to, complete shock. And, How uh, old are you, by the way, at this time? This time I would have been uh, 20, early 20s. Damn. Yeah. Early 20s. So this would have been, um, yeah, 2000, early 2000s. Yeah. Wow. And you're in shock. So, yeah. <clears throat> So I'm in shock. I come down, I call the owner and I'm like, listen, I need you to tell me if I should go to the emergency room. So what, what happened? What this dog and, um, he, he, he looks at me and there, and he was with, um, another builder who grew up in, on a ranch in Texas who, who had those dogs. And he's like, you, you, what oh, happened? You know, <laughs> they, were like, they were like, you need to go, right. You need to go to the emergency room right now. So we went there and the doctor was like, let me guess a pit bull. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, how did you know? And he's like, you know, you're the sixth one this week. And I was like, what? Really? There was, a, there was a thing happening at that time where, um, anyways, that I wasn't the first person or the second person or the third person that that dog Brutus had bit. So he had to be put down. And um, so sad because that dog was a reflection of its owner. 
you know. Uh, uh, yeah, sad. Clipped his ears, gave him the, gave him the name Brutus, put the, uh, the spike, tra trained him to be this killer, yeah, asshole, yeah, and all that to say. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that dog would have killed you if you didn't? Oh yeah. Yeah. That dog would have ended me, if it could. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy to think about, isn't it? It is. And to, to come that close with an animal who's like, if it had its way, it would have killed me. And that's a weird feeling. That's a weird feeling. So how do you go with dogs now? Well, I've always loved, loved dogs. I love animals. I'm a big animal lover. Um. I get, I get along with dogs great now, but there, but after that, I was, I was fucked up. I was like, yeah. I'm traumatized. I was like, I need to play with a golden retriever puppy in a park for a week. I've got one. I should bring her in. To you know, the oh, goldens are the best. <laughs> they're so sweet. I grew yeah. up with a golden. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're so, they're such loving, attentive dogs, you know? Yeah. I mean, pit bulls are a different kind of dog. No, I've met, I've met good pit bulls too, you know. Yeah. As you said, it's about the owner, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like it's, it's, there's a different genetic wiring, wiring in, in an animal like that yeah. <clears throat> than there is say, a, a golden retriever, you know. Yeah. They can both be great, loyal dogs. But when shit goes like sideways, that pit bull is, is trouble. You got to watch out because they just have this switch. And I've, I've had a few other instances with pit bulls what since like, then yeah. you're kidding oh my i had a girlfriend right when i first moved to la oh. she had the staffordshire pit emily she she got called butt emily but she was the sweetest dog she'd roll over here's my stomach oh so so lovey and then when the neighbor's dog their little yappy terrier came out yet, 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 yet. emily was like death to you Boom. Came, you know Went right out the door, ragdolled that little, um, that poor little terrier dog. And I had to like get on, I had to basically choke out Emily, like get on her until she like, and that's not, the, and there's been other times where I've had to choke out a dog that was attacking my dog that I grew up with. Although that was a German, German shepherd that was, it wouldn't let go of my dog's neck and I had to get my legs around it and just winch down. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> You've got the most unlucky history with dogs I, I've ever. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's it's like, oh, I don't. I because I love dogs. I I love dogs. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm all, but I'm you know. Look at me. I'm a. I'm like a, kind of an imposing. Like, got a dark beard. If yeah. I walk in, I'm tall. I, the dog, I can tell when that dog's like, yo, we're, I'm not cool with you, and I'll and I'll back off and be like, okay. All right, I'll get down your level or I'll just, I'll turn myself. I'm aware of, you know, the, my body language and not intruding on a dog's space. And, but, um, but when, man, when those dogs turn and, uh, yeah. you're not ready for it. Yeah. So it, 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 it kind of informed my psyche yeah. as to what it's like, you know, when a junkyard dog gets out of the door and is coming after you, it's scary scary shit you said that wasn't your most your biggest accident no no i was in a bad car accident in high school it was a head-on oh. car accident and uh with with my other brother 
that I was telling you about, the one who uh, has an IT business and um, it was in Colorado, so it was really icy and we were slippery trying to get to school. <clears throat> yeah, and we had something called black ice there. Ooh. Where it kind of melts and then it freezes. Mm. So it's a it's a layer of ice, but you can't but it's clear. So it just looks like the road. So we very were trying dangerous. to get to school. Very dangerous, very dangerous. And was going around the corner. And instead of going around the corner, we just went straight into the oncoming traffic. And uh, oh, head on collision. We were going 40, 45. They were going 40, 45. Massive. That's still big. That's still big. Yeah. Massive. You know, that's a, the, the engine ejected. We both broke our left femur. Both of it was kind of a freak act. We both broke our left femurs. I broke my clavicle, my, my, um, my hip. Just um, from the jolt? Just from the impact? From, from the impact of the cars. Yeah. yeah. Wham. You know, and, I don't know the uh, the dash came in or I, the steering wheel. I don't know. I blacked out. You know, I blacked out. And um, so, do you remember it? Do you like remember the lead up? I remember right up to the impact, and then I kind of remember the car spinning around, and then laying there. And you know, they had to get get us out with the jaws of life, and people were and they rushed us to. I I remember this. I remember being in a, in the ambulance. And those guys being like, all right, the traffic sure is bad today. Yeah, Jim, it's worse than usual. <laughs> I was like, could you put on the lights? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, I'm like half dead here. Why aren't the lights on in the first place? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I remember, God. <clears throat> I remember the traction, which is the device they have to put on your leg when you have a like a broken leg like I had. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot more uncomfortable than the broken leg because I was on morphine by that point. Yeah. So I was like, but that damn traction device was like, so I was in the uh, hospital for weeks. I forgot how to walk, <clears throat> you know, like um, the first time I stood up, I blacked out because my vascularity. Oh, had God. Lost elasticity to hold you know all the blood just went boom you know it was a it was a serious serious accident and um i, I had to have a like metal rod put into my leg my brother did too and that so was how's your leg way. now now my leg's great <clears throat> oh it's, cool it's great like i they they took the rod out because um they were concerned i might grow some more because it was just high school uh so they're like you know so did you, that help maybe that you did it at that age oh yeah i mean yeah i was, I was younger okay i was also really in shape because i was playing basketball i grew up a jock yeah you love sports I, didn't you i yeah i mean i did i didn't love it as much as i would have loved the arts i know that yeah yeah it just i grew up in a, a sports family and it was great it was fine you know Sports are great, but that's not where my that heart wasn't was. Yeah. It wasn't until my mom took me to a, a play in high school. They put on um, Singing in the Rain. That was the one that did it for you? <laughs> really? Yeah. I think, it, I think it was just, I saw people that I knew. I was like, 
Brent just sang and tap danced that <laughs> song. That is crazy. That is crazy. Brent just did that. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I had been kind of pedigreed into playing basketball and, and soccer and volleyball and football and all the all the all the sports. But it wasn't when until I saw that that I was like, I can't believe I can't believe that was Brent. Jill just did that. That's amazing. I was so moved by by the acting, by the arts. That, that, that's a real that's like a um, like a flag. But, you know, like I can look back and be like, that's how, one of the reasons why I know I wanted to be an actor. I was so impressed. I was so moved by that, by, 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 the, by the high school production of Singing in the Rain, <laughs> you know, that I wanted to be a part of that. It, it just because, you know, the way that I grew up, it took me a lot longer to have to kind of come around to that. But, um, but you know, there's a lot of ways that, the, that being physical like that has helped um me as a performer just in so far as being able to physicalize things like we we're talking about with that and fight like what does it sound like when you throw a punch what does it sound like when you get hit with a punch when you get hit with a punch in the face versus the stomach versus the back versus what if it's a bladed we weapon what if it's a vibro weapon what if it's a laser being able to differentiate those sounds makes it makes it more real player mm. you know and and you have to have a physical awareness of your body to, 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 to kind of get, get to that, you know? Um, and I've had some key people help me d develop that along the way also, who were really, really excellent at that. And, um, you struggled, and you struggled to sort of be free and let go for a while there, didn't you? In terms of your acting? Yeah, that's right. I was very self-conscious. Um, afraid of judgment is really, it's really essentially what it is, you know. How did you shake that off? Or do you still have it a little bit? I, I really have learned to embrace the feeling vulnerable, mm -hmm. feeling uh, exposed. And uh, probably the most powerful tool being able to help with that was improv is improv. I, I, I will go out of my way to do improv for that reason. And I had some really great um, people uh, teach me. Um, Bill Applebaum being the first one, and then Kiff Vandenhuvel. Both of them are from Second City, and they teach this style, which is it was perfect for me. Lots, lots of times, and this is definitely my idea of going into it, improv is like, ha, you, you know, you're going for the joke, and then you got the punch, and you got, you're going for the laugh. You know, and um, they were like, no, 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 no. The, all that stuff happens. It happens when it happens. If you try and force force it, it's it's not. It's likely not going to happen. Mm. You just have to be connected and real. And you got to talk. You got to talk to this person. This your scene partner. You guys have to figure this out together. You're not going to figure this out yourself. You have to do it together. That's where the magic is. Um, and that's what makes us as the audience kind of cue in because we're wired like that. We want to know um, th those social dynamics. That's what makes us kind of what we are. We want to see that play out. We want it's it's kind of archaic, um, but but you have to be able to let go. 
to do that. <clears throat> you can't, you can't control it. You can't squeeze it and be like, I don't And I definitely, definitely did that get, getting into it. I, cause I didn't, um, I grew up being like, you have to force this ball across the line. That's how you win. You know, it's a different approach with acting. You, you have to work with a partner. Even if, even if you're in a scene and you're opposed, there's a dynamic that you have to, you, you have to listen to what they say and, and respond directly to that. And that's what makes, that's what makes it kind of illuminate and make it magic. Got some fan questions here for you from the cyberpunk fans. Your favorite scene from Phantom Liberty. Oh, whittle it down to the favorite scene. I know, right? Any memorable scenes? Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of scenes we did where you know Kurt talks to people over the, the, the like the megaphones all the time. You know, listen up, this is Kurt Hansen. Those were always fun to do. Like you, you just you have to tell them what it was. I love every time those came on. I was like, and it would be a, like a long, te- a whole long text thing, and uh, I would always be like, oh yeah. <laughs> but i think um actually i think we were kind of t- touching on it earlier yeah the roulette scene and then there was a scene um where uh <clears throat> v comes in into um the the um sapphire idris is there um songbird is there and and i walk up and i'm like oh you know uh I thought I knew everybody here, but apparently I don't. You want to introduce me? You know, that, that kind of, that kind of intimidation layering, but while still being hospitable kind of thing. <clears throat> I really liked balancing that oh, hope slash um, w- warlord c- character and, and, and the nuance of having to ask a question in a certain way that, makes the player go, ooh, uh, I better not fuck this up. I got to get this one right. And um, that brought that brought a lot of satisfaction and joy to me, that, uh, that particular that scene. Bennett or Yago? Oh. I immediately wanted to say Yago, but then right after that, I was like, nope. Because you can't <laughs> trust anybody. <laughs> Neither. I don't think it's anybody. <laughs> yeah. I, think it's I think it's all. Uh, I don't know how he sleeps. You know, the, the, nobody can be trusted. There must be. He's got some cybernetic implant that he can. Just yeah, yeah, for sure. But nobody can be trusted. Do you wish there was a side with Kurt Hansen option in the game? Oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally wish that. Yeah, that would have been totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because what a powerful ally that would be, you know? But then you'd also have to be like, you know this is going to go wrong at some point. <laughs> yeah. How far can you get in before it goes, before he turns on you, basically, you know? Because yeah. he's all about advancement, all about keeping control. Uh, but I would have loved I would have loved that. Because then that, I th- that would open up the door to a lot of, um, you know, like behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yes. Um, behind the doors, where, you, where yes. you're just talking to Kurt, and maybe you see some, maybe you see his insecurities, or maybe you see uh, what he's worried about, really, and why mm. he the way he is. You know, that would be really interesting. Quiet life or blaze of glory? <laughs> 
Well, for myself, I'll take the quiet life. But for Kurt, I think the uh, answer is off. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Did you play Phantom Liberty, Aliyah, and did you side with Songbird or Reed? Thanks for your awesome work. Oh, thank you. Um, I haven't played it yet, mostly because it's on my laundry list of things to get to. And and when I do, I just want time and space. I just want to experience it, you know? No but outside distractions, yeah. I've got... Um, I'm a little biased because um, I think Minji's awesome. And so I... Yeah. I'm inclined to want to trust oh, her. I went that way too. Don't you worry. But... Idris is my guy, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed by his performances. He's actually one of the one of the performers. To kind of circle back to what you were saying about being real and being vulnerable and being exposed and connected, he was one of the prominent performers that showed me that was possible. I think the British actually do this really really well the british acting is just world class their command of the english language i mean they've spoken it longer than any of us you know we're the we're the weird colonies out here <laughs> uh, spin-offs doing our own thing they have such a command over it and um and idris is an imposing figure he can yeah. be so but he also can be so vulnerable he's a huge role model you know and so it's just a incredible honor to be a part of anything that he's a part of so you're telling me you're on the fence on this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i would have to say can't that. pick a side what was that like though when you found out you were going to be in a game with him because obviously you would have known keanu yeah was in it yeah, yeah. Well, that was amazing you know i knew that i knew the keanu was and they were bringing um johnny silverhand back and i was like okay awesome I love Keanu, you know, that, that, that in and of itself was amazing. You know, like, oh, dude, I, I've got to like be in a game that's got Keanu in it. That's amazing. It's got, he's got done so many roles that I grew up with that I just. That's a pinch me, yeah. That's totally a pinch me moment, you know. Mm. But then when, uh, when Solomon Reed was announced, I was like, oh, come on. I get just was so it was so amazing. I was like, this is crazy. Who does this? What franchise like ropes in these amazing actors? I was like, this is going to be off the chain. Idris, Idris doesn't do shit. Neither, neither does Keanu. Well, Keanu's had a few, but he's been around for 50 years. Yeah, but they don't do they don't do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, they no. pick, pick and choose. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew when Idris was attached, this was going to be a wild ride. But even just the writing of this was just phenomenal. I mean, you would have seen it just doing your work. Just everyone yeah. is so fleshed out. The, they have full lore and backstory on everyone. and yeah. It's just... Like, um, we uh, There would be some stuff, you know, with uh, Kate Bess as the president. Yeah. Seeing her, you know, her stuff. I could... Um, hear the stuff that she had done and be like dude like the NUSA this is crazy this is gonna get crazy this whole story is gonna get you know with her crashing and then meet I was like this is this is gonna be a wild ride 
CD Projekt Red, man, they don't, they don't just throw out any old thing. Their stories are integrated and, and flushed out. And, um, I mean, you know how much they care because they didn't, they weren't willing to just let the, the bugs of the initial release, let that be the legacy. The amount of effort to wrangle that back, it's nothing short of incredible. It's, it's incredible that you have to make, you want to make that right in order to climb that mountain to do that. I have so much, uh, so much respect and adoration for, for them uh, in doing that because that, that is what we connect with. It's the story, the story, and, and the characters who tell the story. That's why we want to play the game. And they, they knocked it out of the park. I was so excited to be a part of it in any, in any way, you know, um, yet alone to be, to be able to play you know, the heavy. You know, it was such an honor, such a pleasure couple more mate thanks for again for your time kurt hansen more like kurt handsome <laughs> well i didn't have anything to do with that but i'm, I'm glad you think so <laughs> it's funny because i the other day i was thinking he actually looks a lot like jocko willink to me he was initially part of seal team six and he tra now trains a bunch of uh, or trained a bunch of seals and now he's um kind of since retired and does his own thing but he's a a presence he you know he's got a podcast and he talks about this is how we we would do it this is how we would you know on seal team six if we had if we had something bad happen to us i'd say good you're 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 broken you don't feel good it's raining outside good you didn't get that promotion you were you were hoping for good he's got this whole thing good it's like now you have a chance to like make good on that. And I think subconsciously, um, I, I, through osmosis, I, I drew from that sort of thing. And then the next day out of nowhere, um, this fan hit me up through Twitter. It was like, it just sent me a picture of Jocko, Jocko Willing. Ah, and I was like, Dude, wow. You're absolutely right about that. And, and they, they look actually very similar shaved head. And they got that like chiseled, they look like a. Like I wonder a, if that was an inspiration at all. Should ask him if you ever. I would love to ask that question because, you know, there's an archetype. There's so many layers to creating a character: the writer, the performer, then you've got the people um, coding and yeah. create. Yeah. There's so many people involved in creating a character that. Not only is it you know far be it for me to say that I am Kurt Hansen. I'm a. I'm a a slice of the pie you know did you know what he looked like when you were performing him initially no wow in fact it was a different name even he had a different ah. name i can't remember what his name was it was different his name was different yeah i think it was dan allen yeah <laughs> you'd have to probably cut some of the hairs but uh yeah <laughs> cybernetic implants there yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. so they was it was evolving yeah yeah wow uh what should the residents of dogtown do now alaya <laughs> there's, a, there's a vacuum there right well usually what happens there is the next one rises up yes one will you be the one to rise up <laughs> the, 
some 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 uh, order has to be made from the chaos, and those are usually the ones that uh, see that that vacuum, that vacant spot, and try to fill the void. Final one. What does this project mean to you? I mean, if I could whittle down everything we've been talking about this last time, you know, it's it's such an honor for me to be uh, to be a part of it for all the things for mentioned, the people that are that are in it, you know, Jeremy and um, Gavin and Gavin. Thank you. What lovely people and what talented performers. Uh, Minji, amazing. Idris, Keanu. Um, Kay, oh man, dude, this, this project just, just from a performance standpoint, is just off the charts. I'm so proud and so humbled to be a part of it, you know? Mm. And then you throw in CDPR, filming the whole thing, ma making it what it is, pu putting forth the effort that it takes to make, make it right, make it the best that it can be. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so humbling to be part of that. It, it could, it, not everybody's like, not every game developer's like that, you know? They, they could just be like, well, oh, you know, there's, <clears throat> yeah, there's some problems. Well, kind of deal with it. They, they just, they, that's not what they wanted. They wanted to make it right. And then to work with um, Pierce O'Toole, I also had a um, Tony Smith. She was also my director. Shout out to Tony. She, she's amazing. She's, she's um, directed me in some other projects and she, she's so good. She's so, everybody that was part of this, the, the engineers, Jesus, um, there, there's so many engineers that were just on point. You know, when you got have a great engineer, it, it facilitates the flow of the session because- Helps with the flow, yeah. You got the director go, oh, can, um, can we play that back? And then play him what he just did his previous line and then start tracking after that. And I'm going to read, read you in that, you know, you know, stuff that it would be tough for you to do or anyone. Yeah. Impossible to, for me to, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. And then, even it, and even if the, you know, the engineer can do it, but it takes some more time to be able to have somebody just like, yeah, that's handy. It's, it's amazing. And there, and um, you know, this was all recorded at um, side side LA and they're just, they're another team just renowned for doing, make, producing amazing work, telling amazing stories. <clears throat> I can't, I can't, uh, I can't talk enough about uh, just how amazing it is to be a part of it. And uh, from top to bottom, from everybody that was involved, it's, um, it's a tremendous, it's just a tremendous pinching myself every day kind of thing thank you for taking some time and is there anything you want to say to the fans that have tuned in today <laughs> yeah I, I think that the fans are the um the ones we haven't talked about the fans are really that key ingredient that uh, that facilitated all of this to happen if the fans hadn't stuck with the story if the fans hadn't believed in it, it wouldn't be what it is. And that's, and it's as simple as that, you know? 
I think the fans, um, there, there, there won't be enough to say to show my gratitude to the, um, mm. the community who want, who just stuck with it. All of this would, all of it would just go away without the fans, without them supporting the project, showing up, engaging with it, caring enough to want to do it. It, it really, there would be nothing. If everybody wanted to try so hard, but the fans didn't give a shit, it just wouldn't be there. So I think as a lowest common denominator, we, we owe uh, everything to the fanship for keeping, keeping it going and keeping that torch lit. Beautifully said, mate. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. And uh, this won't be the last time we do this, I'm sure of it. I, I hope not, man. This, is, uh, this has been fun and, and uh, you're a great conversationalist. So uh, I look forward to it. Thank you, brother. Can I hear one more time before we end it? Kurt Hansen, could he some, say something to Dan? Could he uh, give Dan <laughs> something? Okay. Uh, attention, Dan Allen and his gaming community and all its constituents. This is Kurt Hansen. I want you to give this episode a listen, a like, and report back to me. Don't forget to subscribe. See you in Dogtown. <laughs> yours, that was getting the play. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. Really do. And make sure to follow Elia on Instagram. Anywhere else we can follow you? Yeah, um, I'm on uh, I'm on the Instas. I'm on the Twitters. Um, I, I guess the Facebook too. It's all my name. It's just all my name. The way we started the podcast, my elusive, easily uh, <laughs> messed up name, Eli Mountjoy, all one word, E-L-I-A-H-M-O-U-N-T-J-O-Y. That's, that's me. Thank you, brother. Thank you. 